0: Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. Where's are out here stacking pennies. Alright guys, you know what time it is? It is time for stacking pennies. I'm Corley Joy, joined by the fastest front tire changer in Texas.
1: Yep. Yeah, this weekend.
0: Man. How's that feel? Take it. Take
1: it? You, you take it when it's good, because when it's bad, it's bad.
0: Big big week by the two team. fastest on pit road. We'll get into that here in Pit Road Boats and Woes. Also joined by a couple good friends, one great friend, Chuck Bush. How's it going? And then a decent friend, Blue Bicycle Blue Mountain Takes, Jonathan Merriman. Hi. Looking like you went to Austin in those boots, but you, sir, Every were day. not down
2: there. Yeah, no. it's I wear the shit kickers daily, man.
0: Hang on, can we just can we just throw out? There's billboards everywhere, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Keep, like the saying is, keep Austin weird. Yeah, they took a little bit of liberty with that this weekend. It said, keep Austin wheeled. Because you got
3: racing wheeled. cars. Yeah, a
0: little bit of a stretch. This is my three year old. A little bit of a stretch. I
3: mean, I, I, I get it. You know, they're trying stuff. It's weird. It was wheeled. wheeled. It's wheeled. It's very vo- very vo- 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 wheeled.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's well, not weird? Is a great race we had. Great finish. Oh, yeah. Not we. I had a terrible race. (laughs) We'll get into that here shortly. But we're going to be joined by the winner himself, Ross Chastain, to hear about his first career Cup Series win and a late race move to get the win. Now, it wasn't that late because he led 31 laps race high. And then people want to get in this big discussion. What's crossing the line? What's doing this? What's too much? The stakes have changed, guys, because there was this there was this conversation between Nate Ryan, I believe, and Denny Hamlin on Twitter, talking about the etiquette or what the what the line is of what is okay has changed from what used to be considered changed. I'm interested to know as y'all's take because, from my understanding, Ross did absolutely knew nothing wrong. He got moved, and he used the bumper back. He just happened to get the old two-for-one special. What did you think about that move?
1: So, two things. Ross Chastain is very consistent, whether we've been racing with him at the GoPro Motorplex or in the Cup Series. He's he's going to do what it takes. Uh, he's Alex Bowman's at it best. He's a pain in the ass to race against. And it's the same way if you see him in rental go-karts or if you see him in the Cup Series. AJ Allmendinger has made the bed that he's laying in, right? Like, First off, he moved him coming to the checkered, yes. right? So you you're you're giving he, a mad you're giving a mad dog a kick in the ass, right? Second story. of all, go back to Bristol last year in, the Xfinity, in car. the Xfinity car. Oh, I don't know. Even more egregious than that, go back to the Phoenix when he spun out on purpose because he wasn't going to win the championship and he manip- more or less manipulated the race. So like, you no chose violence, no him. sympathy for him, no. But like, <laughs> he wants to sit there and talk about looking people look in the mirror, look in the mirror, like, yo, dude. Wait a minute. Well, and, and that's he's what he's got to use a step stool. To well, oh, God. Wow. You <laughs> chose violence. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You, don't clip. That. Good luck. Um, but like they like Denny does the same thing. Right. Like be like Teddy Christopher, man. Smash into me and then say, yeah, man, we smash into yeah, each what other. I, I don't when I smash back in, you don't go, well, why'd you hit me? I could hit you, but you can't me. Right. I thought
3: this was the sport where people said that they would wreck their grandmother to win a race. Yeah, but that was the the Daytona 500. AJ's not a grandmother. But neither Ross. But but it's (laughs) the whole thing about the etiquette. The etiquette has changed. I, I don't think it has. I mean, maybe it has for the drivers, but from the perspective of a fan watching the race, like I've seen that stuff as long as I've been watching cars race. People do stuff like that to win a race because you're going to win the race. I
2: think I think the thing is, though, is A.J. didn't get to finish that lap, right? So he wasn't bumped out of the way and, and moved and finished third.
0: He finished – I mean, he was stuck in the He's ground. He's only bit. racing six times. So yeah, the throw, it but, does, it's not a bad points day but, for But, it, but still, race. like,
2: the pay window still pays a lot more for second or third than it does – Probably so. You know, there's no how many cars finish on the lead lap. Nobody was a lap down – Hardly at all in that race. He had a couple cars didn't finish, but I will say this: like if you're going to put the bumper to Ross Chastain and pass him, you better get the hell out in front of him because you know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, but anybody—if you do to
1: anybody—not
0: just Ross, especially for a win, for your first win too. Here's my here's my take on it, Chuck. The stakes are higher than they've ever been with the amount of money that is paid out or the rewards you get to make the playoffs to win a race with also the three-year payoff difference through the way the charters are set up. If you make the playoffs, it's still paying you three years from now because that's the way until the new TV deal structure whatever. But back in, you know, I was talking about this today on Sirius, in the mid-90s, there was less guys taking each other out because that was genuinely like you could kill somebody. There was a little bit of mutual respect for that because, you know, if you widow-makered somebody and they hit doorbars first, like, you can look at the list of the couple guys that hit doorbars first and didn't walk away, right? So, there was that element of safety that wasn't to near the level it is currently. So, there was a little bit of mutual respect, which happened to dwindle as the advancements in safety started to ramp up because, guys know – that if the only borrowing a really catastrophic event, nobody's going to really get hurt that bad in a race car anymore. So you don't really take that into consideration. And now there's so much more money on the line. You are more or less forced. If you are in a position to get a win, you have to do whatever it takes. Now, back to the Denny Hamlin tweet where he says, more. all this more or less started in 2017. Uh, does anybody recall a particular moment that happened in 2017?
1: He, well, rooted, he he rooted. He Chase smoked
0: Elliott. Chase Elliott. Didn't even give him a chance to make the corner. But was he talking so did about it start? Did it start at that day, or was he carrying over I, an idea? To but start he of prior
2: he was talking. He's referencing Phoenix and where Chase made it hard for him, and he missed Homestead. I think is what he's referencing. Well, if I'm not wrong, it was the next race.
1: Well, he. I, I also think that there was my, maybe a little bit there that he was saying it wasn't okay for me to do it in 2017, but then it was okay for Chase, and ever okay, since then, like, well, so. I, but
2: that's called that's called fandom. That's called being a fan. The and who cares what somebody sitting on the couch thinks of you? Like, dude, you got a friggin' house on the lake with a basketball court. Turn Twitter off. Who cares?
1: I'm gonna go unpopular opinion here, and I'm gonna get a little bit down a road. Tell me if I'm going the right way. Ship it. To mid-2000s, right, even early 2000s, Denny was still part of the, the clique that was getting paid a lot of money to drive race cars, right? And their bonuses weren't weighted for playoffs and wins, and and the, the point system wasn't weighted that way. So they didn't race as hard, yeah. right? Like, they took care of each other. They didn't race as hard. If something happened, there they go a, back to the bus. There was a little and, bit of like, hey, butter my biscuit, I'll butter yours. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, dude, when Ross Chastain comes in and he might be making, I don't grand. know, no, or two million bucks, or he scrapped his way to get there, Right. right. And, and there's guys like you that like, hey, if I can finish top five here, I'm going to make a quarter of my salary for the year. Yeah. Right. There's the guys are way more hungry because the team had realized, hey, whoa, like when you go from and I don't like I'm not I don't ever want to talk about anybody's money. But when you go from like, look at what Hendrick did. Right. They saved like 15 million dollars with Dale between Dale Jr. and Alex Bowman. Right. What do you think the, the the pay difference is between Jimmy Johnson and Will Byron? Yeah. Right. And then those guys have more incentive. To go move that guy race, last right? I got like hungry dogs going to want to eat. Yeah. And, and when you, there is something to that. And I don't like talking about money or talking about someone's financials, but it's a real thing. And it's something that I feel like is making, like the racing is better now than it's ever been. We can say that yes. less people letting each other go. Also NASCAR's done a good job points mean more stage racing. Uh, stage points, playoff points, everything at the end of the year is so much more important.
0: The stakes are as high as they've ever been and yes, that also yes, because you're getting less, the, the driver's leverage to what they had towards the team is way less because you also can't open a paper and see what the guy that finished 14th makes anymore like you used to. Like, that is a hidden number of what the teams make and the teams go find their drivers and say, hey, we're going to pay you this but if you make the playoffs, we're going to pay you triple that. We're going to pay you this, that, and the other thing. so, if that win is tangible, there are 36 guys out there that are going to wipe somebody out to get their their name in that hat for the playoffs.
3: How many full-time drivers are there in Cup? Like 35. 30, 32. 30, no, it was like Yeah. Of that group, and we were talking about it before the show, there's maybe seven that don't have wins of the active full-time drivers. That's a lot of people that have wins, which to me, to this point of, You've got more people that are going for it that are like, it's more competitive. They're going for the wins. That's going to create more action. If you've got that many people winning, stuff like that's going to happen across the board. Now, the question that I have in this, in Coda, if Bowman isn't there, where does AJ finish? Does he complete? Because he smacks Bowman on the side. Does that get him a little bit more out of shape? Is he going to get even more out of shape if Bowman isn't there?
0: No, he was, I mean, he was, he was shipped. He was in the kitty litter either way. Yeah, he was shipped. It wasn't uncalled for. Him.
1: Which he should, no. like, dude, if you're going to move somebody on the last lap, you don't, you don't, that's racing 101. If you're going to move somebody. Move them. Get them gone. Yeah. Get them gone. So they don't get back to you. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know, that that whole end of that deal rub, rubbed me the wrong way, the way that, you know, they, but I, I've I've it, always disliked that. When, when someone races a certain way, then they get raced back that way and bitch about it. Like, that, that is numero uno, the worst thing in racing. You
3: know what it does do, though? Creates good conversations and creates good uh, storylines.
1: Dude, it's a 3.4-mile track, and there was three guys that were racing. With two corners left. Yes. They could have won that race. And 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 also... It went from qualifying, how close it was. I mean, three hundredths of a second on a 3.4-mile track all the way down.
3: Not to take anything, like, not putting blame or anything anywhere, but, like, if you look at what AJ did... On that day, he start, He had to start in the rear because they had issues during qualifying, works his way up through stage racing and you know, gets his way. Like Throughout the day, there was a lot of movement in the field, and okay. it was an exciting race.
2: But did the fastest car win that race?
1: Uh, yeah. I feel uh, like well, the I 99 mean, well, I I mean, got out. I think it was going to be a track house win either way. The car that led the most laps won the race. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean that that's how how do you want to look at it? Because like AJ said, well, I was just saving fuel. Well, bitch, you should have got it full. Like I don't know what to <laughs> right. you know, I mean, like,
0: <laughs> like 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 it's yeah. <laughs> it's easy to say after the fact. Like if you wanted to go up there and pass take the lead, you should just went up there and passed. Yeah, we
3: we're doing a feature on NASCAR.com that you can check out on YouTube, uh, Sights and sounds. We followed the sixteen throughout the week and we had a wire on a couple of the people at like – and they did say on that last pitch stop, when they did the math, they were two laps short. And then the cautions helped.
1: Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, I like Chris Rice. I like uh, a lot of guys there. But I don't like the way sometimes they approach racing. That's just me. I don't have to like that. You know, that, that's what makes it interesting.
0: Well, AJ Almendinger shouldn't be too upset because he won the Xfinity race on Saturday. Yeah. Did get one trophy. Didn't get the big one. Got the kind of small one. And also the guy who... Wiped out the top three cars or the trucks in the truck race. He was in contention for the cup race as well.
1: Well, he blamed yeah. it on the 52.
0: He can blame I, It he was, It too. was pretty
1: funny. He, was gonna,
0: he wasn't making that corner. The only way he made that corner is because there was 12 tires holding his ass on the racetrack.
1: But My uh, favorite thing is he says, the, the, he tweeted like the 52 and then store and like sent the song back. Like, you never call me by my name. <laughs> you don't even call me by my name. I don't, I don't get that joke. Uh, but I digress. He called him by it's his number. Yeah. Like oh. the old oh. Who's in number 10? Oh, you don't
3: yeah. have to call me, darling, darling, but you never even call me by my name. Yeah.
2: Oh, I got you. Well, we just yeah. got copyrighted.
3: Well, I <laughs> said it. I didn't. Uh, well, no,
0: it's we'll a dog it. ear yeah. spinoff song. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> cover. I didn't
1: sing it. I just said words. What happened to Corey the Joy?
0: Uh, what happened to me? So, uh, I mean, I, number one, I just, I'm slow on road courses because, you know, drive, run a, a shifter car at GoPro doesn't quite. Correlate to manhilling a thirty six hundred pound car on a twenty turn racetrack. Yeah, you should
2: do it at my weight.
0: Um yeah, I couldn't imagine. (laughs) Like towing a trailer. It's got a lot of (laughs) ballast. Yeah. Um so we were a little bit off on pace just because the you know, the the five or six laps of practice that I got, still just trying to figure out what was what. We didn't get opportunity. We don't get a chance to jump on the Chevy Sim, which you know, guys like Ross and, and Daniel, those And all the Chevy guys, those guys are getting a six, seven hour block on the simulator to run through different setups and just get acclimated to, you know, how much braking that thing can take and all all the stuff that comes along with it. And there's also guys that run, you know, Xfinity race, truck race, I believe five of the top 10, maybe at one point in time of the race, I don't know if it was finishing order or some, some point in time, five out of the top 10 ran on Saturday in some form or fashion. So now with limited practice. It is so important to see the racetrack as much as you possibly
1: can. I think it's important to talk about, like we talk about the simulators, right, and the driver time that they get, but it's not like iRacing. Like the the engineers and the crew chiefs have setups that they put in the simulator that correlate to your race car. So they'll go to the simulator and not just run laps like they are on a fixed track at iRacing. They'll make changes, and it'll tell you, like, through arrow notes and through your seven posts and all that stuff, like it's way more advanced than just, firing up the five o'clock street stock race
0: for sure. I mean, it, they, so they have center sections of a next gen car with, with shifters. They bi- behave the same way. The floor mounted gas pedal, brake pedal,
1: the whole deal. Like it's all, and the data, the data from that. So the data from the simulation, go to your race car
0: that our engineers use to build a setup plugs into the software. It's got a three six or it's like a, you know, a two seventy degree, um, I mean, it's literally like – you ever watch Cars 3 with Lightning McQueen's on the simulator? That's literally what it is, right? So it is as realistic as you can make something stationary feel. Guys don't go to it generally for the ovals because the feel on your butt is more – it's it's better than what it is on the simulator. But for the road course stuff because there's so many different visual cues and you're going more, more or less on your apex and brake timing than you are fi- like seat of your pants feel – that that time on the simulator is crucial, I believe. And, you know, those guys, the guys at the top of the OEM pyramids, those guys are the, the first ones to get to use it. And, um, you know, somebody like us, we don't get the opportunity to use it. So it just makes it for an uphill battle. But back to our day, we were actually sitting okay. Um, we were everywhere from 18th to 23rd, racing some guys, racing William Byron for a little bit, and then – a low water page popped up in my dashboard, and I said, hey, "Guys, this thing says low water. What's going on?" Well, maybe the sensor's bad, so we rode around, and then water pressure went down. Next thing you know, she blowed up. So, so you there a, was a you got
1: a hole in your hose pipe.
0: Got a radiator hose pipe.
1: It's a was, new word for us today. Was
0: touching the power steering pulley, so That'll in which do case it. was a, was a small leak, and you can't tell right because it's leaking a little bit of time. Next thing you know. She's out of water, and ran bone dry. Not ideal.
1: Not not good. Not good. Yep.
0: So I don't particularly love road courses. I'm getting slightly better at them each every time I go, but it is a uh, it's a tough thing.
1: You got to tie up your hose pipe.
0: You got to tie up a hose pipe's better.
3: I got a question on the road course, and I saw it a couple of times. I guess on that little mini straight out of eleven into twelve. Yeah. A lot of cars spun there, like not. Right in the turn, but more like closer towards. It's sort of towards where the seam was, where the asphalt transitioned. It would, It wasn't that far down. It was just a little bit up from that. Was yeah. kind of where they were spinning.
0: Yeah. So that's turn ten. It's a it's a fast left hander. You're in between two gears. You're in between second and third there. Yeah. And you and the way because everybody has fixed ratios now. Where it used to be, teams could calibrate what ratios they wanted to run in the transmission. But the way it fell here at Coda you're in between second and third right at the apex of like where you wanted to lift. So if you hit the curb wrong, like we saw Ryan Blaney did in practice mm-hmm. where he launched it over the curb and then tank slapped it into the, into the weeds. That's where we'll talk to Ross here shortly. He mentions about where his wear blocks would hit the racetrack and there was gouges in the racetrack from when guys launched it over that curb. If you don't settle it down on the, on the, all four tires evenly, then it really gets out of shape. So if somebody like Kyle Busch, for example, spun out there,
3: I believe the two, two, yeah. Two. Yeah. So he,
0: you launch it and then you land in the throttle or a little bit out of balance and it'll snap on you pretty,
2: pretty. We had the, we had AJ's in car on YouTube this weekend and you could hear like a physical thud when it like landed. It was like, it sounded like it hurt. Like,
0: it, it does not feel. Good. I mean, it's solid. You, you know, it's straight chassis. You can hitting the see ground. in the slow mo because
3: we we're, we're out there getting a really cool shot with uh, the fifty to a thousand lens where you see the top of the the tower as y'all are coming up over the hill, and in slow mo you can see a little bit of flex in the cars as they're coming over the hill, getting a little bit of that uh, that air. Uh, but it uh, it looked fun.
0: Yeah, those cars are stiffer. Um, you know, and and you had to be more like you. Those cars don't eat the bumps and the curbs like the Xfinity cars do. Those guys can launch it. Even with the previous cars, you could launch it over a curb and it would just fly right over and kind of absorb it. But with these things, you had to be really careful on which way you were pointed when you hit a curb uh, because it wouldn't recover. Uh, some guys' stuff recovered better than others, but um, you know, we saw some guys have some good days. We, had, we saw some guys have some bad days. Have we even talked about the Brad Kozlowski penalty on here? D- no, and was it two weeks ago, or was, was that last past last week? week?
1: It came out after a th- that's a after we did, After we did the show, yeah, that's a big deal. It's
0: a that's a big deal because also they're not good enough right now to win a race. Talladega, Talladega, right? He knows uh, what he's doing on Super Speedway, but like you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket. And they they are well beyond the point of trying to point their way into a 16th place playoff spot right now.
1: Is that even going to be a thing? Look, if you win. have 16
0: winners this year, listen. Good.
1: If you, if you win if, – if he get wins and gets in the playoffs, then you got to think he's got no points. So, and the goal for Brad Kozlowski is to win a championship, right? This yeah. year, though? So, I mean, always. A past champion, his yeah. goal would be to win a championship. So, like, if he wants to keep moving on in the playoffs, he has to keep winning because he has zero playoff points. Maybe he can get through the first round. But then you start getting in the second, third round with as many guys as winning races. Those five, you know, but, ten points make a huge difference. But what does – I mean,
2: he went there to build this, right? So, I mean, look, Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither was RFK that round. Uh wow. but, but, you know, like, if if Chris Busher or Ryan Newman last year made the playoffs, like, the goal would just be to make the playoffs and, in in like, advancing yeah. through that. I mean, there's no disrespect to that organization last year, but advancing through the playoffs for them, like, winning a championship, not – realistic when you're racing against Penske, Gibbs, and Hendrick. So what, I mean, does Brad make that big of a difference over Ryan Newman with an organization that's structurally from top to bottom, completely different, it's
1: basically I got a, a question. new-ish team? I got a great question for this. Yeah. Was Ganassi last year? Were they were, were they not just where Roush is? Because uh, they get a couple different people and they're ready to, they, I mean, they're, But one car right now with their pit crew, their pit crew the best on pit road, they're fast ever. They're the championship favorite right now. I don't care. Two
2: years removed or two years back with Larson, I would say they were championship caliber.
1: Yes, they were. Yes, dude, he won two races and he got in a Hendrick car and won ten.
0: Yeah, but like, you look like four or five years ago. We've been missing your ice-cold take, Spearman. No, this Keep is
4: them
2: not coming. an ice-cold cold take. Send them. <laughs> the 40, send them over the, the counter. The 42 car with Larson is a championship contender.
0: No at, chance. It, What's yes. your definition of no. contender? If you want to run a solid sixth place. But dude, what, like last, 2018,
2: 2017, 2018 like was one bad race away at Kansas from advancing to the semifinal round of the championship. The last
1: time Semifinal? semifinal there's still 12 people left last, last that. time Ganassi was a championship team Was Sterling, Sterling Marlin silver bullet? And you write that down. And he
0: dumb. damn near killed himself at California. If it wasn't for that Sterling Marlon would be a multi cup. Dis- disagree with that, for Cuckoo's
1: Boy. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I think Ganassi was like. I think Roush might have been say, if Ganassi was a B. Like Roush might have been a C plus. But they they put more. They, they put, put Roush ahead of RCR. Uh, I don't know. This is another right, conversation. Let
0: me, another another question to that question.
1: RCR is pretty strong right now.
0: So if if Ganassi was a B last year. What ingredients did they sprinkle in the crock pot when they changed the decals over from CGR to track house to make them a perennial championship favorite right now? Wow.
1: I mean, you you look at it like their pickers were good last Pitbull? year. Pitbull? Mr. Worldwide. I mean, but, but it tomorrow. is to me, I think that is a culture
3: shift. Like that is a leadership yes. at the top shift, not anything like nuts and bolts wise. Like, you're turning the same wrenches, you're doing the same things, but when you have good leadership in place, that changes a lot. You also have an owner who is
2: solely racing in one series. Well, you look at Ooh, their That's yeah. an interesting
0: take.
1: That is an interesting take. That's not ice cold. Lukewarm. <laughs> take it best. He's, he's getting be- he's getting better. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So just focusing on one thing.
2: Dude, hired Jimmy Johnson. What do you expect?
0: I don't know how to take that.
1: Who don't Johnson.
0: you dare say a bad word about Jimmy
1: I'm not Johnson. saying anything about
2: Jimmy, but I think that's a shiny new toy over here that's going to take your attention away. Like,
0: if look, Shout out to Jimmy Johnson. If, sixth place.
2: If Chip's team. heart was 100% NASCAR, I wouldn't have sold the team. He Maybe. didn't sell the IndyCar team.
1: Fair enough. I don't
0: know. I have no response.
1: I don't feel like uh, Roger doesn't give everything he has to, and he, Kelly he owns the series. Yeah, but you like, know, like I, Roger, I Roger's like, like One of the richest people in the world. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Justin Marks ain't doing too bad. No, he's uh, not. But like, but Roger cares. I don't know. But again,
3: track houses focused on. You got to look one thing.
0: And and not even focused, guys. All in. Yeah, all the chips on the table.
3: Roger Penske though is already a Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, it's
1: a it's a different conversation. I was just saying that. But I'm saying
0: if you
3: take Justin Marks and Roger Penske when they're about the same age, like. Let's 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 let's, let's yeah. talk about Justin Marks in 50 years. Similar, when there's 50
1: years of trackhouse racing because you got 50 plus years of Penske now, and right? he's doing it different. Like you know, Roger came in and did it different than what people were doing then. He's you know, trackhouse is doing it their own way. Used to drive, for them. Yeah. yeah. I and you you got to look deeper. Like I I won a championship working for Darian Grubb, right? And he's a guy that's hands on there. And he's a guy that knows how to do this and a good leader. So, like, I see guys like that that are actually being used to their full potential. And, like, yeah, Justin's the face of it. And you got Ty. But, like, in the trenches, man, guys like Darian Grubb are, like, so valuable. I mean, No
0: question.
3: That's like I said earlier. I Watching that race, I felt like Trackhouse was going to win. It was going to be one of the – I thought, like, Suarez looked really good in that first stage. Yeah. I mean then you, I spun him out. Yeah, I was gonna,
0: gonna
1: you spun out him
0: out You spun him out? Yes. You he, know he spun inimigo? out off my right front, now my enemigo. <laughs> oh no. He's like not he's like not letting it go. I'm like, bro, I, like the 15 car smashed off and my left front bounced off his right rear and it just shot me into him. He's not taking any apology. So we'll see what happens. Um You guys should fight. We should no we should, we should have him on the would, show and, and no, have- he gets he gets lessons from like Rey Mysterio. He would 619 my ass, and I'd be done for. I mean, you saw what happened when him and McDowell. Uh... Yeah, but he also had the element surprise, too. So I feel like I could hold my ground a little better than that. I don't really want to find out. I'm a if lover. You, more than you, a fighter.
1: If you do it, just take your helmet off. So did you reach out to him first, or did he reach no, out he reached to you?
0: No, he reached out to me, which, I mean, I would have been mad. I mean, he was the most dominant car in the race up to that point. And amigo. Um, did, he but, say, hey, also, did he say
1: an amigo? No. Okay. That's he good. wasn't having that's any good. fun with it. Don't no, he wasn't that. having a fun. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: not invested. Uh, I'm not invited to the Fiesta over at Suarez's house if they had one this week. But um, They're going to have a La Joy pinata, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, like, he's top of six wide. Like
1: That weird. That corner was rough.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm already top of five, and he tries to roll the tops of me. Like, hey, guys, sorry to tell you. There's only room enough for about two of us here. Uh, we're trying to stuff six and I hate that you got to short it of the stick, pal.
1: Dude, Austin was in the gym today. He me an in car. He went from nineteenth to ninth getting in the corner there.
0: That's a good that's a good corner. That was like
1: you. it saved our race. Like really we spun out with eight to go and we're last. And the cautions fell away. We finished yeah. eighth. Can can we talk about keeping Austin
3: weird and the fact that he did actually play the tuba on the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw
1: I heard that going he, on. A he little played bit. the tuba. He
3: played the tuba. I was we were going to the champion truck in the industry. Does he to own the tuba No. he rent the tuba? Like Jose had uh, like they were on the stage somewhere and I heard them saying, We got a tuba here, and I looked up at the screen and they handed Austin Cendrick a tuba and he played it. <laughs> did he play it well? <laughs> when? I couldn't hear what yeah, it was, it was race day, day a track morning. Was it tracking? It was just during the pre-race stuff, not pre, like pre-pre-race.
1: Oh, thank God COVID's over because you wouldn't have been borrowing a tuba a year ago.
3: Well, I think they brought yeah. like a new mouthpiece for him. Yeah. Like it was all kind of. Yeah. But, well,
0: it is Texas, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was one of those moments I was like, that is very weird. I would have never have thought that I would have seen somebody play a tuba. Daytona a NASCAR. 500 champion. Daytona NASCAR. Daytona NASCAR. Daytona 500 champ playing a tuba on a big screen.
0: Now, if Dale Earnhardt could have played a musical instrument, what would he play? Piccolo. Mm. Oh, no. oh, har- he
3: oh. would have played a 12-string double electric guitar and do both the harmony and lead on uh, like Stairway to Heaven. I wish Will Smith was here.
0: I don't know. I feel the like only I, I feel like senior would play a banjo.
1: Senior no way. He yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't do none uh, of that. He be senior playing play. <laughs> The only thing he might have done is if he heard a good riff, maybe maybe air guitar is Remington. (laughs)
3: That's it. (laughs) I gave you the wrong song. I said stairway to heaven. If that is that is a
1: t shirt right there,
0: should have been sweet home Alabama. Yep. Senior air guitar is Remington.
2: Air guitar and a friggin' shotgun. That's it. Double barrel or single barrel? Single. He only needs one shot. Single shotgun. If you listen to some of the stuff, you had a whole room full.
0: Yeah, or a whole shop. full Man had a lot of Remingtons. Yeah, man. Gosh, God rest man. his soul.
2: We got to end it on that. <laughs> oh my goodness.
3: Yeah.
0: It's time for some pit road, and uh-huh. woes. Yes. If we talk about scenery anymore, I'm going to start crying. Talk to you after the break.
1: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret?
0: All right, a first road course of the year. We had a couple pit road woes, particularly our good friend Bubba Wallace, was tireless. Him, Ryan Sparks, and Booty Barker will be hanging out on some vacations here. But there's also some good news. There were some pit road boats because y'all were sailing off into the sunset. Oh, down
1: P1 on the old mechanics wear sheet
0: this week. Not not easy to do. Do they bring in like a cookie cake into Penske when you get number one? How'd no. How
1: they just say, uh, hey man, dude, good job, you did your job. Yep. You did what you we did what you we pay you to do. It's Wait, be good. Way to not suck. You can do it again next week now.
0: So that's based off of now is that the top of the mechanics wear numbers? Is that top of that's that's uh, numbers?
1: So that's mechanics wears. Um that's just their average, just time average. That doesn't uh go into the impact that doesn't like go into the impact score each week.
0: So did the road course set up with both uh you know, both tires being cambered inwards as opposed to the left side being out make any difference in the stop?
1: Uh, I think it – I like, for us, we we worked on our car quite a bit as a team, like, collectively at, like in the shop to, to work on what would be best and what we were – we kind of knew what we were going to have and practiced for that. With Austin being, you know, his road course experience, we take road courses pretty seriously, um, especially with Brad kind of struggled on road courses the last – last couple of years. So uh, I, I wouldn't say we take them more serious now, but there's definitely, I feel like we have way more of a shot going and winning one. Um, and I saw a lot of guys struggling. The left fronts were really tight on some cars. Couldn't get them out. Just because you run a slider on the sway bar uh, at most tracks to be able to get your, you know, front tires to droop out. It lets the, when they jack one side up, it lets the the right front droop out. Uh, and you can't run that on a road course. Did you guys elect to do the pitting before the stage or did you run it out yeah we were we were we cycled the lead the first stage we pitted with two to go and then uh we were leading the second stage and we actually it was kind of badass to watch ross had passed us it looked like some f1 stuff like they had ross had passed us in like i don't know 18 or i don't know if it was set whatever one of those corners back there and then they both dove the pit road together coming to two to go um and we were down there in '42. We were the last pit stall, so he came pretty quickly um, when he was coming around that corner there. So it was it was a fun fun place to pit, and it was kind of cool to be. You, we were right kind of on that transition where you guys slid off the paint, but wheels, man, wheels falling off—they'll bite you. Not a good deal. Now, not a good deal if you're a wheel. Not a hey, and not a good deal if you're a tire changer or a jack man. No, I four out of
0: six now, and not you got to think,
1: hell, there's. You know, probably five or six Jackman and tire changers that are sitting at home now. And there's not a lot of people that do this at, at the cup level. So you're, some of these teams, you know, if this keeps happening, are going to be having to find guys in a hurry.
0: I mean, if you guys just stopped going so damn fast, then if you wouldn't worry about
1: Everybody wasn't in such a rush, it's so greedy.
0: Now, do you think, are you on the team of
1: if they made the fuel longer to take,
0: that we would see less? Or guys would just take less fuel.
1: Well, maybe if you just weren't in such a rush, you didn't use so much gas all the time. That's true. It wouldn't be a problem. But I got a funny one. What do you got? That is 16 in the in the one car. What about them? You know where the 16 gets their pit crew? Do they get them from track? track house pit crew. <laughs> Gotta love <laughs> yeah. that. So they were kind of like, did you see they were trolling each other on Twitter and stuff? It was pretty funny. Uh, colleague was kind of, they needed to wreck us to beat us. Trackhouse was like, oh, no. come, come on, bro.
0: We're gonna get into that from the man himself here shortly, Mister Ross Chastain, joining this show here in a couple minutes. Stick around, but we are going to Richmond. Pretty big difference in pit road. Just to like, I feel like the pit road this weekend in Austin was super narrow. Um, yeah, and and they have the temporary barricade, like the temporary concrete blocks for the pit wall, because F one doesn't use the, the blocks. It's just an open pit lane. That one, I'm surprised nobody ran into each other more often than it
1: did. Well, being off sequence helped. So like with half the field pitting, short pitting, the the stage and then half the the field kind of pitting at the stage break really helped. And uh, this week you'll see more cars a lap down for sure than we have maybe the first, uh, depending on when the comp caution is, maybe the first cycle you'll see kind of a congested pit road. But it is wider and the pit boxes are really, they're um, from front to back, like line to line, they're they're short, but they're really uh, kind of fat from the pit wall out towards the track. What'd you say about my room? Uh, (laughs) 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 So, well, the the one reason that that's really interesting is it's always pretty challenging to get out um, on time there to get out in front of the car. And this is going to be like, it's time to put up or shut up for the Gibbs cars. They're going to do this new pit stop that we've been hearing about. This is the week where they are definitely going to do it. And, you know, we saw David Odell, and, and even Kellen Mills after David got hit two weeks ago on the uh, 20 car, not be able to make it out in front of their cars at Atlanta. So we'll see if there's any issues, you know, sending the front changer in front of the car and what that's going to look like this weekend. So, um, I, I, I wonder if it's going to go as good as, um, they thought it was going to pre-Daytona before the tolerances were all tightened up on the wheels. And, and we, we've learned how hard it is to pull front tires. It's, uh, it's definitely gonna be a different animal than what they've been practicing. Yeah, yeah. How'd your guys do? They're okay. Good. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah. They good. got all the wheels tight. That's good. That's all I can ask for at this point. They, we they ended up blowing the up. Truck
1: driver be <laughs> crew chief in your.
0: Uh yeah. We don't have anybody though. Be my little my little brother would be shooting social media content for Callig and then calling the shots on mine if we lose another tire. So that would be a fuss show. Sure. There you have a pit row boats and woes. Let's not make our guest wait any longer. The winner from this weekend, coming right up.
4: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe, now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It
1: doesn't get any better than this.
4: Your favorite seat's the
1: best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
2: There really is no place like home.
1: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
0: All right, guys, wait no longer. The champ himself is here, Mr. Ross Chastain. Round of applause, guys. Welcome to Stacking Pennies, my friend. How does it feel to be a NASCAR Cup Series winner? <laughs> I can't I can't
5: believe it, Corey. Like honestly, like the more I talk to people, it's starting to sink in, but to hear you say it, no, it doesn't it doesn't
0: seem real. Let's just like rewind from when we were both asking each other what the hell we were doing, driving the two slowest cars at the racetrack. Where was it we were texting each other? Was it Dover when we were watching film back? And we both finished eleven laps down on speed, like racing our Hearts out all day long. Now, sir, you are the best of them all. Did did let me ask you this? Like back in the day, when you were grinding in Johnny Davis's cars, you were driving Brad's trucks. Like, was the the position you're sitting right here with the Cup Series trophy behind you? Did that ever feel like it was achievable?
5: No, Mm -mm. no. Uh, I'll be honest. Back then, no. Uh, it wasn't until i got here to this shop which was a cgr um got the resources of chevrolet to really realize what was possible
0: what are some of those things and i think another one of those things that we can get into talk about is just when you get with a group that gets the very best out of you as a race car driver gives you the tools to hone your craft but also the confidence that comes from running second to larson at nashville last year in the 42 winning some Xfinity Series races, like the confidence that you have now for three top three, well, you finished third, second, second, and now win. And like, what is what level of confidence right now are you carrying each and every week? You know, what's odd is I don't feel much different than, you know,
5: I, I probably walked into in an auto club in the California with more confidence than I did ever since then. And I learned real quick, how when the confidence level exceeds the potential of the race car, uh, it's not going to be good. And, and I crashed and I had to reset my, my expectations and my confidence level for this gen seven car. I just, you don't just get a little loose and catch it. Yeah. I, I overcorrected. Um, and you see it still happening with Blaney did it in practice, uh, this weekend. So I don't know. Um, you know, it's not the, it's not the great answer. It's not the award winning answer, but I don't, Feel much more confident because, I mean, yeah, I sit here with the trophy in front of the track house group today. All the men and women here to celebrate with and to high five and, and hear their stories about where they're watching from. That gives me confident confidence. But as far as pulling on the racetrack, like this Gen 7 car, man, I still don't know. If I wreck, when it's going to happen, and where I'm going to end up wrecking at, um, there was a lot of times at CODA that I thought I might,
0: might spin out and um, was fortunate enough not to. Well, good thing you didn't, sir, because you probably wouldn't have had that trophy behind you. Now, i, I got to ask you this. When you cross start finish line first, right, like the, the progression of events. event, somebody hands you a watermelon, you smash it. You do the interviews, you take the picture after the race, post-race tech, the sun's down, you fly home. You're living in the moment. Dogs are there. You jump in the shower. You look in the mirror. When you're looking in the mirror, what Ross Chastain are you looking at? And are you okay with that guy? (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, You had a nose coming.
5: Yeah, I know. Um, Well, unfortunately, Copper, my pup, is in Florida right now, so he's not here. I did not go home when I got home. I went over to Phillip's house to a buddy and um, just slept on the couch there. So <laughs> there was no shower and there was no mirror to look at.
0: Sounds like, have you looked yourself in a mirror lately? Do you like what you I, see?
5: I did um,
0: yesterday, you know, late morning I did. so. And what'd yeah. that, what did that guy say back? Was he okay with the move you made? You really need to brush your teeth. Yeah, well, I I heard that. Now, what people I think don't realize in this whole like loaded AJ Allmendinger situation, like you guys were teammates. You guys probably are still friends. Once he gets over it this weekend, he'll get over it. But like, he has to realize that you are going to do everything you can do in your power to deliver the result for the team that you race with. I thought, and I'm sitting here telling you, like, you didn't overstep any sort of thing. So like. Had it all, would you have done anything different?
5: I would have. Um, you know, I took the white flag with a nice little gap, a nice little lead. I'd gotten away and felt pretty confident. Just hit my marks. Don't hit the rub blocks too hard. I was hitting them in a few spots around the track, and that was pretty pretty hard to manage. I had to just kind of guess where the car would land and be ready to catch it when it did. And I got to turn 12 on the last lap and I just slowed down too much. Like I was so worried about overshooting 12 that I just let him catch up and Alex. And from then I knew it was on, I knew, I knew it was coming. I knew that there was going to be contact, uh, because I let him get there and, and have a shot at it. And 15 was the place I struggled with in Mario's car in the 92. I struggled in qualifying in the cup car and throughout the whole weekend in 15 and he rolled in there, got my bumper, moved me out of the way. Um, Four years ago, I light up the tires. I either drive it in the rocks with the right front or I spin out trying to get back to him um, or I get spun by Alex by trying to block him. And I didn't. I just took the exit for what it was, um, re-merged onto the track behind him, tried to set up for the carousel, got moved by Bowman, um, a little bumper there, and just tried to then, all right, well, now Alex is inside of me, roll this carousel as fast as I can. So what I would... What I would do over is turn 12. I would challenge it, challenge the brakes, put the car on the limit, make the apex, do what I've done all day and just be confident. And I just had that whole backstretch to think, how am I, how, I mean, unfortunately I thought, how can I throw this away? And in that moment, the doubt crept in and I just went too slow. Um, so I would change turn 12.
0: Well, I could almost argue the contrary. You would still be in a defensive position if you'd have made around and been a sitting duck for like 19 or 20, right? But at the end of the day, it all worked out how it was supposed to. You led the most laps, so it wasn't like you you know, found yourself taking a shot in the last corner. Like You earned that thing, had the pace all day. And any fan that didn't know who Ross Chastain was certainly does now. But I want to dig in a little bit because your journey has been unique as anybody else's. What was one thing in your career that had it not happened, you wouldn't be sitting here with a trophy behind you, whether that be with a, with a cup series job or in racing altogether.
5: Or if I wouldn't be, that I wouldn't be sitting here like at track house. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, there's a lot. There's, there's a ton. I mean, there's so many decisions we make as drivers in our careers and what team do we go drive for? What, what, what do we, what group do we sign with? Right. Like who do we trust? Um, you know, the last three or four years, I've had a really strong team of people around me, but before that, and I don't mean the race team, I mean, outside of the race team with Spire mainly to help guide me. And before that, it was me and my family. It was my dad. We never hired anybody. Like, I'll be honest. We met with Spire back at the beginning of my NASCAR truck series career. I think it was 2011 or 12 and just didn't seem like the right fit. And we never signed with anybody until Kim full circle. And we signed with Spire. So you back up from that. And I tested, uh, in January, I believe at Daytona with Duke and Rhonda Thorson and Thor sport. Um, at the time it was going to be a third truck that there, there would be their third truck, the number 13 and I guess 13, I don't remember what number it was going to be, but I had, like the test went good mean, we Duke talk. Yep. We think we want to do this. Okay. And I took the 92 truck for Ricky Benton instead um, thought there was more opportunity. I just came from BKR from Brad's trucks and thought the Ford tie would be the way to go. And two races in, I get fired. We run Daytona and Martinsville and Ricky says, Nope, no thanks. So if that, if I had chosen to stay with Duke, I think I would have probably still been there. And that would have been great and i look at the guys that buy in with duke and i look at ben rhodes right now and in his career um he's bought in there he doesn't want to go anywhere like that's you won a championship i feel like i don't know if i could how it would have worked out but i feel like i could have had a long runway there um to buy in up in sandusky and buy into the to the family up there and be there for a long time but that would have not led me to Jiggy in the Xfinity Series, Mark Smith's TriStar team, then to Johnny Davis, and then that's where everybody, most people know the story, right? So um, if I would have chosen what was obviously the right answer, but fortunately I chose wrong, and that forced me into the Xfinity Series um, to, um, to try to stay alive in the sport.
0: Well, everything happens for a reason, my friend. You talk about buying in. It seems like everybody over there wearing a track house shirt And it's at the racetrack, whether that's at the shop, at the racetrack, is buying in, buying into the culture of feeling like you belong, right? Whether that's Daniel Suarez uh, having a ton of speed, yourself having a ton of speed, several top fives, the strongest you've ever uh, come out of the gate in a a Cup Series season. What's it like driving for, obviously, the pit bull is, is... The kind of the face and the famous guy, but you know, Justin Marks is really the racer behind the scenes. He's also at the racetrack. He got some love on TV this past weekend. Also raced, which I got some intel that you may or may not would have crashed him at Road America. Um, so that was almost a bridge you burned because you wiped your owner out, your future owner out at Road America. But what's it like, you know, going to battle with Justin Marks and that group every week?
5: It's different. And we had that conversation whenever we got really serious about me driving this one car this year. I just went to him and, like, look, aside from everything else, I want to bring up Road America because I don't want this on my conscience. And we talked back then. He was always good with me. He patted me on the back that day uh, when we were leaving Road America and said, man, I, I, it's fine. You're fine. Um, he was going to win that race that day, and I I took that from him. I wrecked him and James Davison for no good reason. I was up there when I shouldn't have been, and uh, forced a situation that didn't need to be forced. So that's what's wild though is Daniel also crashed Justin at Dover, and so both of Justin's drivers have crashed him in the Xfinity Series, and we can laugh about it now and smile about it. But that's why you just never know, and that's what um, you know. I, I have definitely upset some people in my career and have made huge mistakes with very costly penalties, you know, both on the track and money and just the fallout from crashing, um, for other guys and their careers and, and myself included, but, um, I'm trying to be better. And that's what I, that's why I didn't draw up the end of this race at Coda that way. Um, because I've, I've lived this, I've lived this right. And I don't want that. That's not what I want.
0: Um, but that's the way it worked out. Well, there's no cup win that comes easy. Right. And, and I think that's what made it. So electric is, is a, is a fan just to watch the end of it, man. I was in the, we blew up like 15 to go. I was watching from the lounge and I was standing up, pumped up for you, man. When you did what you had to do and punched your ticket. But before I let you go, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, what is the most embarrassed you've ever been at the racetrack? Most embarrassed. I mean, gosh, there's so many. No, there's gotta be one that stands out one where yeah. you want to crawl in a hole and hide, but the yeah. TV cameras on you. I guess I'll go back to, um,
5: 2013 and Brad's truck last lap, Charlotte race. I'm running like ninth, and I come off a of four behind John West Townley and somebody else. And I'm mad that I'm behind them and I get loose off of four and I plug it in the fence. <laughs> on the front stretch right off of floor and destroy the truck and all my guys they already had their headsets like right at the end of the race they've already pushed half the pit equipment back to the hauler and i come sliding down into one on the apron and like i've destroyed knocked the front clip off this thing and i was they're just like what chad kendrick was like what are you what are you doing and i'm like i, I don't know man i'm sorry i don't I don't know what happened. I just got loose. And so, yeah, that was silly because I wasn't going to pass them.
0: Which which we'll save that conversation for another day. Question number two. What is a NASCAR-related dream that you have? For example, like I'll wake up. Or I'll, I'll have this like bad dream. like I can't physically get out of the lounge. like The doors are locked in the lounge, and the, the cars are rolling off, and like I'm, the TV's on, and like everybody's pulling <laughs> off after the national anthem, and I'm stuck. I can't get out. So like that's a dream that I'll wake up in a cold sweat. What is a dream that you have, NASCAR-related, if any?
5: Yeah. Okay. Well, I had this crazy one, actually, pretty recently. Um, I won CODA.
0: <laughs> well, that was, that was Sunday, sir. That was a pretty wild dream. And I will give you that because you have earned that, my friend. And you have earned your spot into the playoffs, and that one team is running solid right now. So, once again, congratulations to Ross Chastain. And uh, thank you for joining Stack and Penny. Why don't you call me the name you always call me? Roswick. I don't even know why I call you that. I just like it. It rolls off I mean, my tongue, Roswick. But, yeah, well, uh, clearly my name does not roll off your tongue. No, that's why it's Roswick to me. You, sir, are a Cup Series winner, man. You deserved it. It's been a long road. Soak it in because, unfortunately, we're going to be back at the racetrack on Saturday and nobody cares about what happened six days ago. So I know you're going to bring it each and every week. That's what everybody loves about you.
1: Thanks for joining the show.
5: That's what's great about our sport, man, every seven days. And uh, good
1: to talk to you, Skip. Good to talk to you. Always a pleasure. Sorry I left you hanging <laughs> <laughs> before the race. I didn't know you were going in for a high five there. I felt bad the whole yeah. race. He
0: had something to prove yep. to you all day. That's I, why I I just felt myself. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I thought Lackey would j- I think he jumped off the wall when you won. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was fist. He, he, he was excited. Come on, boy. Like as really? redneck as you could be. Oh yeah, he was yelling oh, at TV. Oh yeah. So it's a good friend. That's a good friend. Ryan wouldn't <laughs> jump is. off the wall for he me when awesome. I awesome. Mean. I would. I don't think he would. Good job. All right, man.
0: buddy. Have have a good day. All man. right. See ya. See ya. And we're back, headed on to Richmond this weekend, ladies and gents. We have a Dash for Cash race on the Xfinity side. Yeah, let's see who do we have. The four, Chuck.
3: Yeah, you got AJ Allmendinger, Austin Hill, Noah Gregson, and Sam Mayer.
0: It seems to me like Noah Gregson's almost like the king of Dash for Cash. He races. almost
3: swept it last year. They he did almost did, like, swept three hundred K.
0: I think. Yeah, he almost went four for four for the Dash for Cash races. Now we all know. Junior Motorsports always brings some hot rods to Richmond, uh, so I definitely look for Noah or Sam Do You think
1: Almondinger sweeps the road courses in Xfinity this year? No, with like Austin being gone. No, you don't think? I think I mean, I think, I gone, mean, I be, think you know, what you
2: are going to have is you are going to have a bunch of Cup guys come down, and like, definitely, I think there is value there for Indy. So I think any time that I mean, Chastain was super fast in the in in the was he in the ninety two?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of engine was in that thing, but certainly ran good. Cole Custer ran well also, but, I mean, A.J. put on a clinic on Saturday. Yeah. So there is yeah. a high chance that – I mean, A.J. Almendinger is an elite road course racer at the cup level. So when he goes down with guys going there just to learn how to shift gears, he's going to annihilate the field. But do you think he's got a shot this weekend with Dash for Cash in Richmond? For sure. Yeah. I mean, anytime.
2: Colic has good stuff.
0: They they do, but Colic sometimes is a bit inconsistent, especially with their short track stuff. Sometimes they will completely miss it and can't run eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. Yeah. Um, so that's what has that's what has uh, limited them from being championship contenders because they just haven't figured out the Phoenix balance as well. Um, so AJ could be hot and be out there and it and for a hundred grand, or he can be back there struggling to run twelfth.
1: Noah. Noah's my think guy Noah picking is him I mean, you He's got yeah. good there to win the race or win the cash. To win the cash, oh, I don't yeah. know, or win cash. the race. Well, I mean, if you look at the
3: the races for dash for cash this year, it's Richmond, Martinsville, Talladega, and Dover.
1: Yep. I think like I think all the like the seven and the eight will be good. I, I don't know. Dinger's good at Dega.
3: And, and you said, you know, Gregson almost swept last year. Could we see somebody actually take all four of those?
2: Well, you got to qualify. Well, I mean, I guess if you qualify yeah, for yeah, the first one and
3: you win the first one yeah.
2: to win all four, yeah, I guess you would be qualified.
1: Yeah, because he's he's in there. How many road courses are in X 25 five, six? Well, he's talking about Dash for Cash. No, I'm races. just asking you. I'll make a bet. I'll make a wager that um, gotta, somebody gotta, wins all the road Andy courses, road courses course, before they win you're all
2: doing the doing Roval, uh, Road America. There's at least three more. I'd say I'd say could sweep every road course. Uh, I'll make a bet with you. We'll okay. bet a lunch beer.
1: I don't want to eat lunch with you, but I'll drink a beer.
2: A warm beer. Coffee, an intimate coffee in the morning. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> what the hell are you all talking about? Betting, uh, but. <laughs> Let's get knows. back to this Yes, we need to get back rails. to Richmond. Because on the cup side, Toyota has had the hot ticket winning five of the last seven. But I think you scrap all of those stats. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Busch has six wins there. My man is having a tough time. Yeah. He's aggravated. He's got his little girl coming here in a couple weeks. They're having baby showers. Swaddling contests every time I look on Instagram.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: When I don't know swaddled? what's going on. Did he
2: win that?
0: He lost that as well. Damn. It's not a good, taking some L's. L in the truck series. Not looking good for Kyle Bush, but can he turn it around this weekend, Chuck? If a Gibbs
3: driver is going to turn it around this weekend, I don't think it's Kyle Bush.
0: You don't think? I don't no. think so. You think it's Denny Hamlin? No. You think it's I think Martin Truex, Jr.? Yeah. Mm. I yeah. think I think
3: if a Gibbs driver wins this weekend, it will be Kyle Busch. I mean, not Kyle Bush. What? Martin Truex Martin- Jr. Sorry, I was looking at his name when I said that. On, on he
0: was the last man to be in victory lane at Richmond. Won the last year's race number two.
3: He has six wins there. That's what I was looking at. Is that he's got six wins at Richmond? But I still think Martin Truex Jr.
0: Kyle Busch. Not yes. Martin- Kyle Busch has Kyle Busch has six
3: wins. Martin Truex Jr. at has- I'm confusing the two together, but Kyle Busch has six wins, but I think that Martin Shrek's Jr. will win. People listening to this
2: podcast just drove off the road.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they hate they hate me. I disagree. They're like, Why is that Chuck Bush guy on there? I no. don't know. Yeah, I disagree. Who's your pick to what, win? with me or with which Gibbs driver could win?
0: Uh I think if yes. to the <laughs> Gibbs it's like, driver. you
3: were a shitty uh color commentary guy, but I here, do yeah.
0: think that a Gibbs driver will win. Ooh. It will either be Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin. I think that Denny Hamlin needs a win um i think he goes into richmond home track for him he goes in with a lot of confidence and a really good feel for that place there are guys that no matter what car they're in what tire they bring whether it's an xfinity car or a cup car denny hamlin has a feel for that place as well as darlington and that's just a spot that denny always stands out to me he always has a good really interesting line big arc in a turn one has a has a good way to save the front tires there as well. And he's got a good feel for it, and I think that him and Chris Gale will figure it out this weekend.
4: But
2: this is this is a this is Gibbs M O. Like you look back at when Kyle won his championship, he missed a bunch of races, right? But the season they always have slow starts to the year and catch on fire. When Truex won his championship, it was a similar situation. I think when Kyle won his second championship, it was a similar situation. It's like. It's like, what the hell is wrong with Joe Gibbs? And then you get to the Coke 600, Truex leads every lap of the race, and then from there on, it's,
3: it's, it's Gibbs dominated. Richmond and the previous car for Gibbs would have been a perfect recipe for a slump buster with the new Slump buster. oh, <laughs> Put that in your hose pipe. <laughs> <laughs> put pipe. <laughs> put no, that in your no. hose pipe and smoke it. They have 17 wins at Richmond. How many wins do they have this year? None, but they have 17 wins at Richmond, including a couple recently where they finished, what, one, two, three? So I think if you're taking, just based off of driver knowledge of a track, if you take those three Gibbs guys, you're not making a bad pick. But I don't know what this new car is going to do at Richmond.
0: Where do you go to find your slump busters?
3: (laughs) No. Richmond. (laughs) 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 You ever ever been down to Saco Bottom?
0: Can't say I have.
3: I've been the like Buster's. Huh? Been <laughs> yeah. in the basement of the There's tobacco,
1: yeah. whatever that was. Yeah,
3: uh, Richmond's a, a fun town. Fun town. Yeah. Yes. Do uh, do you... As a resident <laughs> Virginian,
2: I could do without it. Racetracks okay. Not on the pan of the city.
0: I like it too. I like how it's getting worn out too. Super worn out. It's probably one of the most not
1: the city, but the track. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, the yeah. Slum
3: Busters—they're getting worn out there. Yeah. Um yeah. the
0: uh, yeah, the track is a super abrasive surface. You can't even get wide open towards the back end of a run there. Uh, so, you know, it's a bit of a pedal session. You'll see guys running the middle of the front straightaway just because there's no rubber laid down, trying to find some fresh asphalt to get wide open. Um, so that's definitely interesting because the, fa- the fall off there is usually two to three seconds.
1: And it's a day race, you know, we're, us- we're used to run there at night. So how much more is that going to play into it? It's going to
0: open the track up. I think when the, when the temperatures get down and the lights come on at Richmond, it makes it a little more of a one groove racetrack because the, Track gets more grip, but the day race, man, we've seen it move all up to the third to the third lane. So.
1: The last day race I remember there is when it was when Carl Edwards moved
0: Kyle Busch. Kyle there Bush. Was, I think there was one after that.
1: Yeah, but I can't remember. That's the only one I remember. But yeah, I, I I'm going to take a hot take here. Ooh, I think I'm going to go Shoot with it. Chuck Bush, and I'm going to say the highest finishing Toyota. I don't think a Toyota is going to win, but I think the highest finishing Toyota, and I think the strongest Toyota this year, when you really look at it, finishing wise, the 45. Kurt Busch. Oh, Curtis. And I think he's good at Richmond, and I I, I don't know. I just – man, if you h- – how much stock do you put in, like, looking at Phoenix, uh, looking back at Phoenix to look ahead at Richmond? Decent amount. So, I mean, the Gibbs cars are pretty bad at Phoenix, but it's like when the Hendrick cars were bad, and everybody's like, well, Hendrick's over. No, you can't hold – there were too many good people. You're not going to hold them down for that long.
4: Right.
3: When How many times have you said about a team going, like – Oh, they're, they're trash, like heading into the summer and then they rattle off. Like, I I feel like Gibbs a couple of years ago hadn't done anything. And then in the summer it was like, Oh, there they are. Yeah. And they're rattling off four wins in a row. I mean, the year that Joey Logano
1: won, it was the big three, the big three, the big three. And then Joey came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's, and I think he, I think him, I think, I think Blaney will be strong this weekend. I I think it's a Penske track that, you know, they, they, for as dominant as Toyota's been before, then it, it was it was Penske. But I know the he has, Hendrick cars just come out of nowhere too, and you can't count out track as so it's so it just. There's I only one son
0: can win. We're talking about every other guy, <laughs> in the damn field. Chase Briscoe got to pick one. Kevin Harvick he, he doesn't run well. He doesn't run well. Kyle I mean,
3: Larson's getting two in a row. I don't think it'll be Blaney though. Not two in a row in it, a, That's it, he's not a fan of that track.
1: Just pick a dude. Chill. Oh, you're right. I yeah. forgot how bad he sucked there at times. <laughs> cool. Blaney, but it is a track that made him right.
0: You know who I, didn't suck this weekend, Chuck?
1: Who? The LARPs. Oh, yeah.
0: For one, I just learned what a LARP was this weekend.
1: Live action role player. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a thing? It is a thing.
1: You never seen, was yeah. it Grown Ups? Yeah, it's it's just grown an up, acronym yeah. for acronym. What do they call,
0: what you do?
3: Reenacting, but it, it is, is LARP. technically LARPing because it is a live action role or player. Is that, is that a
0: WARP? Like if it's a World War action well, I mean, role player? Th- I
3: mean, they're doing the same thing with... Medieval times. RARP, that's, like my a, like a- that's my larping. That's <laughs> <Kiss laughs> my larping. Kiss my Anthea.
0: Were, were, they, were they real swords? Yeah,
3: I mean they're not like sharpened swords. They're like dull blades. So I mean they're yeah, it's still hitting, a fucking it's like fucking metal yeah. pole. Bleep that.
0: Are you are you bruised up any from this past weekend?
3: Uh Not from uh, the larping, just from tripping over some stuff on pit road. But that you know that's neither. Or were
0: you out there larping?
3: I was not. I was not. I'm LARPing now. What did you
2: do with your chain mail? <sighs> did you check that? You can't wear it yeah, through TSA.
3: You can't. I found out, actually, I wore these boots through TSA, and I can't wear them because they've got nails in the uh, soles. So even with pre-check, it- uh... You're a cobbler? Yeah. Bare, would you have to go barefoot? Check yeah. them? Yeah. No, I, I could go through. I had to take them off and put them on the conveyor belt. Why are there nails were... in your shoes?
1: Because these are- High-end. Uh, those high-end These are, uh... high in,
0: those high
3: these shoes.
1: are reenacting they shoes. He bought them off the battlefield- it's her
0: uh, World Stole War Stole them off of Bill's dead corpse. World War II, uh, <laughs> <Doctors>. Billy
3: Johnson. These <laughs> all fit. I'm, I'm trying fit. to break these in so these. They, they fit better. But, you know, they look like modern boots. Rocking the Billy Well, you Johnson. guys
0: are the Penny Staggers of the Week. Congratulations. <laughs> Plus, also, uh, I was eating a barcelona burger the other day, yesterday with my kid, and a guy named Michael walked by, recognized me. Hey, man, listen to the podcast. So I said, you, sir, will also be, in conjunction with Chuck and the LARPs, the Penny Stacker of the Week. So, Michael, if you listen there you go. New band name, Chuck and the LARPs. Yes. <laughs> I'll
1: play the Maracas.
3: Real quick, because none of us we'll actually get, picked... We'll
0: get Austin Cedric to play the tuba. Yes.
3: Yes. We already got half of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, before we go away from it, I want everyone to go around real quick and just take their win. Take who... Take their winner for Richmond. Is this your show, though?
0: Motherfucker. I'm just saying. Yes.
3: We, we didn't charge. pick anybody. We danced around the whole thing. I picked Ross Chastain last week. Joey. Joey.
1: Kevin Harvick. What? Wow. What? Uh, hey, Stuart Hoss car won the last short track race, and Ooh, he's won 9,000 races. Ice everything. cold. Yep. You're the new me.
3: <laughs> I know. I'll take Kyle Larson. And I will take Martin Trex Jr.
0: There it is. Run it back next week. We'll see who's right, see who's wrong. We're going to see what your pennies for your thoughts are here coming right up. Janie, what do we got? All right, Janie, we got some great questions this week for hashtag Penny for your thoughts. What do we got?
4: We've got two video submissions from Amy's sweet nieces, so I will play the first one for you. Okay.
0: Hi, Corey. My name is Tatum. Um, What do you eat while you're race car driving? Well, Tatum, that's a great question because you're wearing a helmet, so you can't eat like a hot dog or a pretzel or, you know, some sort of natural nutrition that Jonathan Merriman eats in, in, in any given week. So I use a mix called pro carb and it's literally just some powder that it is kind of like quick crete, but it keeps my belly full. Uh, everybody has their own things. Some guys do Gatorade. Some guys do water. Some guys do eat some bars and stuff like that. But for me, I found out that uh, pro carb is the best for me. Any built bars? Bill bars get a little bit get a little bit um, you know messy when they're warm. So a hundred and thirty degree cockpit does not bode well for a bill bar.
1: I, I, hey, I appreciate
0: the tea up for that. I do eat about a bill bar a day out of the fridge, and they are
1: delicious. Yeah, they got a fridge at the track now, so that's what I, it's my mid race snack. Go down there and steal a couple bill bars.
4: What's the, your favorite the, flavor? I never had one. Uh,
1: I'm like I just like trying them all, um, but the the marshmallow ones I've been on pretty hard yeah, lately. Those the puffs, um, and then I'm uh, just chocolate guy.
0: The cookie dough, cookie dough is the best. Good. That sounds good. Yeah. All
4: right, our second one. Hi, Corey. I'm Sloan Anderson.
1: I was wondering, do race cars have horns? Conk conk. Uh,
0: no, they have the old crumb horn. Is like what we what we call in the biz. Um, and the only time you know you're working. Is when you use it. There'll be plenty of guys using the chrome horn this weekend at, at Richmond, uh, but there is no audible horn, nor do the headlights work.
4: At superhero to five says, "What's the best thing about being a part of NASCAR besides being able to drive a car each week at almost two hundred miles an hour?"
0: I saw that question. I had to think about it a little bit, but what I landed on was the fans. Um, it's still a bizarre. Thought for me to like see somebody wearing a shirt that has my name on it. It's there's more and more popping up the racetrack, a lot more seven hats I see, a lot more corley Joy shirts. So I appreciate people going there spend their hard earned money to buy something with my name on it. It's a weird concept, uh, but the fans are what makes the sport great.
4: Okay, and uh, I have another question this week for you with it being an F1 track, what are the biggest differences between the way that they built that? in a NASCAR road course—is it harder? Or do they have different rules, like about crossing lines?
0: Well, there's really no out of bounds for our cars. They take F1 cars take track limits considerably more serious than us. Um, you know, that was kind of the buzzword this weekend was track limits. But uh, as long as you don't have four tires under the curb for a NASCAR, you're okay. You can—you don't care about the runoff where uh, you have to keep at least two tires, I believe, or four tires in the track at all times for the F1 cars. The corners seem to be, there are more slow speed corners at Coda with those 1, 12, and 11. Um, And the corners are tighter and it's a little bit more slow of a racetrack. Now, F1 tracks, like Coda was designed, it was a quote-unquote new school F1 track where they had to design a track for F1 to meet a, at least a one-minute, 30-second lap time. So they run all the simulation and to figure out how long the track needs to be. So with that being said, it's 3 point whatever, 3.4, however many miles Coda is. That makes for a 2.15 lap or so for cup cars, which is super long. I mean, that's almost 30 seconds more than what um, Watkins Glen is. That's why they got – we got rid of the boot for the Watkins Glen because they wanted to make the lap times a little bit shorter. So, uh, I think that road courses that have, I think road America is a bit too long, even though it's a great road course. Um, I think an ideal lap time for a road course is somewhere on a minute and a half to a minute 45, but we don't get to choose.
1: that. One thing that, that really stood out like watching practice is if like Blaney wrecks at Sonoma road, America, um, Watkins Glen like that and hit some of their barriers his car's wrecked but they have it's it's so new and it's state-of-the-art that the blocks that he hit didn't damage his car he went put that pole that car on pole 30 minutes later so that that's one of the big perks the runoffs and and just just the the barriers around the track have come so far like you got to think Watkins Glen was built how how many years ago and you're hitting Armco there at some points and Sonoma you know you're driving off in the in the dirt mounds Um, obviously it's safer now, but, the, but it's not like the state-of-the-art stuff that Ryan backed into.
0: Yeah, way more runoff and margin for error at Coda versus, you know, a lot of the tight. You go up to the S's at Watkins Glen, and it's super narrow. And if you get out of shape there, your day is probably
4: done. I took a pace lap for the first time. Thought it was a pretty great place to do it. Those S's were no joke. They were going yep. It made me have a lot more appreciation for drivers and what y'all are physically taken on out there.
0: Yeah, you're really hauling ass for those things for sure. And there's a lot of speed to be had, a lot of speed to give up there. So um, yeah, the S's are, are quite fun. You need to take the pace right at Watkins Glen too. a lot of more elevation change there.
3: 1956 Watkins Glen was uh, opened at Road Course. Yep,
0: yeah, it's been a big little- Big difference. been a minute. Big difference. Yeah, big difference in just, and they've, they've even added, you know, you go look at the David Rudiman flip. Yeah. Was that what that was yep, when he that flipped yeah. into right traffic? You know, so they've had to change the angle of a lot of walls just over the course of time learning what, uh, you know, what's not good. So, yeah, the development of racetracks, cars, the safety of the sport has never been better. So, happy to be a part of it. I'm happy to have you guys be a part of us each and every week. So, make sure you subscribe, like, review the whole deal. And we will holler at y'all next week on Stag and